you are listening to Surviving the Golden Age, the podcast. I am your host, Adam Tersiak Morgan. And on this episode, we are talking to Freedom Fry, who you might remember as the very first guest on this podcast. We discuss what it was like to have their first child, what it has been like to work on an album during the pandemic, and they just released their first album completely in French, so we talk about international press. It was a fun conversation with two people that I thoroughly enjoy talking to, so enjoy. Three years since we've talked last, I believe. Crazy. No, um, it's not crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Oh my god. Um, so a couple of things have happened since then. Um, <laughs> a few <laughs> major ones. <laughs> yeah, as we're talking about, you have a son now. Um, so I mean, you got to experience that for a little while before the global pandemic. How was the? How was having your son? How did that change? the dynamic of the group so we we it's changed on a daily basis because we do work from home we just do music as we said i think the first time actually so it does end up taking a lot of your time Uh, the first year weirdly was actually because he's now two uh the first year before kind of prior before the pandemic actually might have been way easier in a way i feel then the second, when he turned one from one to two, basically, which was like without a nanny, without any help, and him being a little older and more um, independent, more demanding too, uh, more aware. Uh, so he needed more of, our, of us and our time. So that's been a little more uh, challenging to, to try to fit in some work time and some um, everything, basically, <laughs> everything else. Yeah, we kind of, because we, I think I had it back in April of last year, uh, someone I know pretty well who I played in a band with died of COVID, um, Adam Schlesinger. And and it made me take it all very seriously and um, and kind of in a paranoid way. Like I think Marie maybe even thought I was a bit much with the <laughs> hand sanitizer and everything. But, you know, when you have someone close to you, uh, you know, get it, who wasn't really sick or didn't have any, as far as I know, pre-existing conditions, it just made me take it really seriously. So I was pretty paranoid to take him out, even though they said, you know, kids don't get it, uh, blah, 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 or they do, it's not as bad. I, we, we were just very careful and, and we were even more in our bubble, kind of isolated. And I think we had a tendency to be like that anyway because of doing music, just the two of us. <clears throat> so I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think the first year we had more help. For sure, we had a nanny, as I said. Pre-COVID, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we ended up um, being able to do things like go out and shoot things um, like more more easily. Uh, and, and since then, it's been we we managed to work because it's part of our nature too. But it's definitely uh, harder. Yeah, harder to find the time. Like we end up working a lot in shifts. Like I'll go up to the studio and start something, and then. And then I'll tell Marie, like, okay, can you go, can you go sing on that or add stuff to it? And uh, so it ends up changing our workflow a lot, actually. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you mentioned Adam Schlesinger, which I was actually going to ask about. Um, and so uh, I, I knew that you guys were in a band together. Do you have any uh, particularly good stories about Adam? 
I mean, he, he was just like the sweetest, uh, most talented guy ever. And um, his band, Ivy, uh, was a big reason why I thought doing music would even be possible. Um, I had sent uh, demos of a band I had with my sister to his bandmate in that band, uh, Andy Chase. And Andy liked the demos. He brought, he brought us out to New York to work on an EP together. And we met Adam while we were there, and he ended up playing some percussion on that EP. And uh, later I ended up playing in Ivy, and Adam was just really supportive always. And uh, he, at, at one point, there was talk of us maybe signing uh, this band, Astaire, which became Blondfire, signing to his record label, which was called Scratchy, uh, which was through New Line. Uh, and it didn't end up panning out, but I just remember he would hear our demos and be like, guys, these sound great. Like, he was just so encouraging and... and uh, and positive. yeah, so, so positive. Um, as far as like funny stories, uh, I don't know, like uh, touring with Ivy in uh, Spain, he would always find something in the language where we were touring to uh, <laughs> something ridiculous that would only make him laugh, kind of like an Andy Kaufman thing uh, to say to the audience. So the singer of Ivy is called um, Dominique. So he found out how to say in Spanish, Dominique is scrawny and weak. And so he would just randomly say say that during the show, just for his own uh, his own amusement, because I don't think the audience even understood or or got it. It was just uh, yeah some little stage banter. But yeah, he he um, it was really really sad that that uh, he went so young like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so working on this album, did you work on it mostly during the pandemic? The French record, the new one, yeah, yeah, the new French record entirely, yeah. actually, yeah. So, so this was done kind of the piecemeal of you doing a little bit and then Marie doing a little bit for the yeah for the most part. Like we have these these windows of like we're talking to you now during his uh, his lunch nap, which mm-hmm. is like two hours, and then he goes to bed around uh, seven thirty, and then we go when we're working on the French record, we come out at night and put more hours in after he goes to bed uh, together. I would I would also work on my own sometimes for the lyrics in the bedroom. I would lock my lock myself and uh, yeah. There was a lot of pressure on Marie this record because she had to do all the lyrics, and um, I think I was a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> because yeah, I, I think I worked slower than Bruce. Bruce also I think English and French are two different, completely different language to to work on songs. You know, it's I think in English you can say more things, be more um, esoteric maybe. Uh, well, I feel like in French, you, it's more about poetry, playing on words, you know, with words and signification, and it's very witty, and it's uh, so it takes actually a while to come up with a good theme and how to to make it sound believable and, and poetic and, and, and yeah, exactly. So that was tough, and he did he didn't understand that process, so he kept being like, but just just <laughs> no, because I, I think I didn't want her to overthink it. You know, I, I was you know because sometimes you can just find a word and repeat it, and and it you know I didn't want her to get too in her head about it. Um, so I, I was like I said, I, I think I was kind of a pain in the ass because I was like, just 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 like write <laughs> just just write some words, you know, and like let's do it. But uh, yeah. Now you stood your ground and, yeah. and uh, took your time with it, which is good. Yeah, so you weren't really able to help at all then, Bruce, or did you try to write some English lyrics and have them translated? Um, so, well, there were uh, a couple times, 
you would bounce things off me like, how does this sound? Or do you prefer this? And I would also, just go purely on the sound of the words. Yeah, And I would exactly. loose, loosely know the meaning. And also sometimes I would come to him because I'd be like, okay, what, what should we talk about on this song specifically? Because coming up with all the subjects at once was kind of tough too. Uh, so when, sometimes I came to him, I was asking for advice on that, that, that end too. Yeah, and some songs, uh, I think, like, was it just two of them actually on the record started out as uh, songs that already existed in English, and uh, then you translated them exactly. into French. Mm-hmm. But what songs were those? So the song La Metamorphose mm-hmm. um, exists on a uh, limited edition vinyl we have as a song called Some Way. And the song Ma Dimension, the last song, uh, exists as a song called New Life. We wrote this one when our son was born, actually. Yeah. Two years ago. Oh, cool. So um, have you guys thought ahead at all to playing these songs live someday? And if so, are you, Bruce, are you ready to step in for Jean-Luc? <laughs> I don't think I could do that one as well as him. Uh, I think we'd have him probably join Yeah, us. I mean, if he was able to join fun, us. Actually. I would feel weird singing it now because he did such a good job. Um, I would feel weird singing that part live. I mean, I guess we could if we, we like could if we had to. Sing it in English to. too, since it exists in yeah. English. Um, but I would love to have him. Yeah, I mean, if we if we get an opportunity stage. to go uh, back over to France and um, and play these, or even play them here in the U.S., um, I would try my best to uh, mumble my way through backups and things like that. I was wondering if in America a full show in French. <laughs> Would would be a little boring for Americans, but I don't know. I mean, we have, we could throw a yeah, few exactly. English songs yeah, in exactly. there as we go. You know, I mean, I went to when I lived in LA. I went to see Yell. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Yell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that was completely in French. She, you know, and it went fine. So I, <laughs> it's, I guess you kind of got to know what you're getting into. You're like, okay, I'm going to see Yell, <laughs> and you know that's going to be a uh, be a French show. That's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We should, yeah, we should, we should prepare people. <laughs> Mentally prepare people. Come yeah, with we're... your baguettes and your berets. We're going to be start off. working on your your banter in French and stuff. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any banter in French? Do you have some worked up? Not really, actually. No. Yeah, you got to. Uh, we got to work yeah, that out. It's, it's true. We did a. F- Few shows some, in there, just but... find some really bad like stand-up jokes from the the vaudeville <laughs> era and like transfer them into. Well, the problem is that I'm I'm not supernatural in front of a, a camera or a microphone, so every time I say something, Bruce is like, no, no. So <laughs> 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 I keep having to re-say things a, a hundred times, and then we end up cutting things because. No, that's not that's not true. I mean, we do live shows. We do no, that's true. We do things all the no, time. No, true. But I I tend to do little jokes. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like Adam, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, why did you guys decide to do like an entire album in French? It just ended up going that way. I, I think we're really um, fans of the EP format just because I feel like with albums, not everybody hears every song and we're very precious about each song. Um, we kind of write them as singles more. But this one, we just ended up having a lot of singles that all kind of uh, worked as one, you know, just a lot of French music at once. And we're like, hey, let's let's just go for this. I think I think we'd written like eight songs in French. Like, hey, let's just do a couple more and make this mm-hmm. an album. Also, we've been wanting to do that for a while, actually, since we started the band. Like, actually, it, writing it was a the, bunch of it, French that was songs, the but... original idea for Freedom Fry, and that's why we have that name, uh, is because we were going to do like French music, and uh, that was ten years ago, pretty much to this month. 
uh, that we met and started the band. Um, and that was the initial idea was that I heard Marie singing in French on this demo. And I said, hey, we should do some music together with you singing in French, blah, blah, blah. And then we just ended up doing everything in English for the most part. And uh, so this is kind of like the album that we should have made first. <laughs> so how is your French, Bruce? Um, you can mumble some things here. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's probably better when I'm drunk, but I'm not drunk very often. So it's it's just bad. It's bad. I I, I have he, a actually I'll step in. He understands a lot. And on and sometimes you say words to Rivery Renaissance because I speak only French to him. And sometimes you'll say words in French that I didn't even know you knew that are kind of not the typical words, you know? So I do yeah. think he's better than he thinks he is. I, I think it often when I'm in France for a while I feel like I speak it more and then it kind of leaves my brain. I feel like, you know, I'm just not to go off on a weird tangent, but I feel like school ruined my brain and my ability to like maintain things because I was very good at crunching for a test and then taking that test and forgetting every single thing I learned. And that's exactly how I feel about most languages is that, you know, like if you put me in that country for a minute, I'm going to remember it. But the second I leave, I'm just going to, my brain is going to evacuate all of that information. Um, the only thing that I can consistently remember, and I think remember not better than most people, but I, I often have seen people say, wow, you know a lot of songs. It's really songs, like the chord progressions and things. Melodies they and kind of imprint on my brain differently than... Um, than language else, for yeah. whatever reason. Um, so there's that. That makes, sense. that makes sense to me. Don't. <laughs> yeah. I think you retain things you care about. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's really or that. Or things you need to retain for purpose. And then after. Yeah, then it, then it's gone. There's so many things like I'll read like this. I'll read like a scientific magazine and like about black holes or, or you know, like dark matter. And I would just like, I'll read it. And then like. How much do I retain? Retain it's so. I would love to have like a deep conversation with some of that about that later, but it just doesn't stay in my brain. Some of that stuff. So did you? So you didn't take French in like school or anything? No, I took Spanish, and even that, I'm not good at. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is Brazilian. She's born born in Brazil, and um, in my defense, she didn't speak Portuguese as much to me as she did my siblings. Um, but yeah, I went. I grew up going there once a year for about a month and really like if you speak to me in Portuguese I'm going to look at you like you're from another planet <laughs> um yeah I took I took four years of French I think so I'm like I'm okay at it that's good that's really good so we could completely switch to French right now and Bruce would have no yeah, idea yeah you could you guys could lock me out of this conversation <laughs> I think I think you know what I'm basically would be able to ask is like uh, like how many rooms in your house or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of French that I mostly speak. <laughs> That's useful though. That's really useful. I feel like I'll go to a restaurant in France and I'll order an like a crepe or something like a com a complete. And the woman, the, like the waitress, will correct me. I'll be okay. I'm never ordering that again. <laughs> I think there's probably some element of a perfectionist in me that uh, is like crippling fear about butchering a language. Doesn't dare. Too. Yeah, so like you have to put yourself out there. That's probably why I'm a bad dancer too. <laughs> um, so you spoke about you know going to France. Do you know how has this record like been received in France? Like, do you have like reviews from there or anything? So we we brought on um, some publicists, uh, a publicist team for the first time ever for one of our releases there, and we actually did get like way some more radio plays. play and write ups. 
yeah. in France and in Europe than we've ever gotten just because we never concentrated on it. But we, we thought I, this would be a good opportunity mm-hmm. with this record to see if we could grow the fan base there and, and reach, reach a new audience. I do think it reached um, more people. The only thing that's not really in our favor is the fact that we were not there yeah, while, being in, throughout this whole campaign. In person, so yeah. we didn't help out to be like interviewed actually or going to to things, you know, specifically or T V shows or so be more present there. That would be I think my regret, but we didn't we didn't really have a choice. So In a way though, it's almost like our first album there, like our first release there, mm-hmm. because we never mm-hmm. concentrated on there before. So we, we did have some commercials and we've been working on things there. We've, we've had some music placements, but yeah, never like a full French album. So never focusing on yeah, it. Yeah. But it's I mean, I, I feel like we had that one song, like Shaky Ground, the, the French version that we released yeah. through Polydor, which is Universal France. So that also was a first introduction, I think, to the French market. Yeah. But, yeah. But I, I feel like the sound has been, um, it surprised me how well the sound was received by people here. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, me too. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know if people would care about it when we put stuff out here. I thought it might just be more of a for France kind of thing. Um, but I'm pretty encouraged to me do, yeah. to keep exploring this kind of sound uh, for other releases later. Maybe not albums, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but EPs or singles. Completely. Yeah, I think... Um... I was kind of surprised at how this is going to sound so dumb, but how French the album sounded, like not just the language used, but I thought like musically it, you know, made a lot of sense with like, um, I don't know, just musically it's, it felt like you really drew from like French musical influences. Uh, completely. We definitely, this is what we tried to do. We definitely, I, because it's, we did it on purpose because I do think that there's a type of music that French people like to listen to. Uh, we tried to match that style and um, what matches also the language. It's a certain type of songs you can write with French, not the same as in English. It's so it, we definitely tried to do something specifically for there. Yeah, like yeah, you have the, you have that kind of um, chanteuse delivery kind of thing on a lot of the songs, like uh, like the speaking kind of singing that has like maybe doesn't follow the rhythm exactly all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, I really dig that. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, that was fun, actually. I do like doing these kind of things. Yeah, when I think about other songs in our catalog that we've released, that if you just put them in French, it might not be that cool. Yeah, oh, completely. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, like like a song like Junkie or like some of these kind of more poppy, energetic ones. Doesn't fit. It might not be the vibe. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's true. We kind of had to just kind of delve into what we liked about French music when we were doing this. Mm-hmm. So for you, Bruce, who, I don't know, did you listen to a lot of French music before Marie? Prior to Marie, I think I, I did. Um, Francaise Hardy. Really? Yeah, I was listening to, I guess I was a Francophile. I like, I loved the band Air since forever and, and Phoenix, um, Daft Punk. Also, he has an aunt and a cousin who live in Paris, too. So you do have some family that you have some yeah. kind of relationship with friends. My mom, being from Brazil, played a lot of Brazilian music in the house, but also like music from around, around the world. So I, I grew up with French songs, French books in the house and things like that. So Yeah, she sent me the, all the kids' <laughs> books to, that Bruce had as a child. So I'm reading Some I don't even her. remember having, yeah. so it's really strange. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Marie really... Um, 
introduced me more to Serge Gainsbourg when we started uh, dating and at, at the beginning of our relationship. And I just, I just think he's like one of the best. Yeah, he's a genius, a musical genius. Mus- genius you know, sure. he's one of my heroes. When I listen to his melodies, they're just, they get me, uh, you know, emotionally more than most other artists I'd listen to. And I think a lot of Americans um, don't know him probably because the music's all in, you know, everything's in French. That's why we've tried to sometimes cover it. And, uh, you know, like we have an uh, EP coming up where we covered one of his songs and we translated it into English. I just feel like if more people, you know, it's like the same reason why a lot of Americans might not watch a foreign film. They're like, I don't, I don't want to read that. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like if, if they just gave it a chance or maybe if they heard a version in English, I feel like they would you be see, blown away. There's a lot of uh, American bands or artists uh, who actually are uh, taking some things from him. Definitely, like you oh, see, like, you yeah. hear Beck. Beck's you hear... whole vibe, I feel so, like, is a yeah, Serge exactly. Gainsbourg so continuation. Yeah, so it's it's not. For- yeah, I thought I thought um, the title track on the album uh, on your album was very Serge Gainsbourg. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I really dig. I really dig it. Thank um, you. I I also grew up sort of a Francophile, so. Ah. <laughs> um. So so as far as uh the pandemic goes and stuff uh once it is more all over than how people are acting now um do you guys have like plans to tour or anything yet there's nothing planned yet um we're just open to ideas we we were kind of waiting to see how things uh evolve we both got yeah we've got our we got the johnson and johnson (laughs) uh blood clot special uh vaccine (laughs) um actually we're fine we're three weeks in so um actually you guys should be good to actually leave the house yeah and we didn't feel any side effects from it we're 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 uh raring to go um you know we're dreaming about like you know playing some outdoor summer show um, or the, getting the opportunity to go to France and, and play some of these festivals um, or something. That we're just kind of leaving it. it up to kind of whatever falls in our lap. Um, keep on, we're, we're still writing in the studio. Keep on amassing <laughs> large quantities of, of songs. We'd, no, we'd love to, uh, but we didn't look into it yet, I have to say, But because we're still in the big question mark kind of mode. But yeah, we, we'll definitely be open to. Yeah. That's awesome. And so you said still uh, amassing songs. So <laughs> when when you release an album like this, you know, um, how, I mean, this, so the album's 10 songs, but since you've released it, have you already like amassed at another 10 songs or, I mean, how fast is the writing, does the writing go for you? Uh, it, it, it depends on the, where we're at with our, you know, you know, river and if we have time, but generally we do at least a song a week. Um, so just like one new song at least. But that's at least, yeah. At least. Sometimes and we more. Are, and we, there's a bunch that we haven't released that have been finished. But Yeah, we have this SoundCloud file of potential releases that we, we just upload and with our manager we live with. And um, the ones that we don't get sick of, <laughs> we plan on putting out somewhere. Uh, so, you know, and it might, you know, sometimes a song will sit around for a couple of years before it finds a home on an EP or, or something else like in 2019, we released a three-song EP every month. And some of those, a lot of the B-sides, uh, the second track, were songs that we've had for years and years yeah. uh, that just never found homes. So we were like, okay, let's just get these out because 
maybe someone will like them. Uh, maybe they'll find a home in a TV show or a movie or something. And um, I, I hate having songs just like wither and die on a private SoundCloud account. Um, so yeah, we, we, ju- we just have tons and, you know, like we write in such a weird way, like we'll write like three folky songs and then I'm like, oh, let's do some like dancey stuff. Or then we'll do like French songs or some, you know, really acoustic stuff and, or like we'll, we'll get inspired by something random. We'll watch a music documentary and be like, oh, we should write, try to write something in that vibe. Or so we end up with all these songs in different genres. And then, uh, like in the case of the French album, something will start to form like, okay, this could actually be an album or, or something. Is there anything else you wanted to plug? Oh yeah. I, I mean, this isn't really anything crazy, but we, we updated our website. A lot of people are asking for our lyrics all the time. So we're like, you know, let's just like put them on our site. So all our lyrics are now on our site. Oh, including the French stuff? Um, yeah, including the French oh, stuff. Awesome. And uh, it's a lot of the translation translations that Marie did of of other songs like yeah, uh, exactly. Smells Like Teen Spirit, yeah. uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Um, yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. Thank you. Thanks Th- thank for you. And yeah, taking thanks the for time. thanks for supporting all the music. Yeah. It, that was that's really so cool. That, yeah. Means a lot to us. Completely. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this.